0: Hi, this is Tony And this is Joel And we're talking with Fred What are we talking about today, Tony? We're going to talk about Lent Lent? Yes Okay Lent. <laughs> Are you into Lent? I don't personally celebrate it But,
1: but you mm-hmm. have a background as Catholic,
0: right? Yes I Your family is Yeah Grew up with Latino families Okay And so they uh We, we started off Catholic Right But mom later uh, Converted to Pentecost Okay And so that kind of Killed it from there. Okay, not negatively. Speaking, so, are they but... are
1: they um, like um, practicing Catholics or cultural Catholics or are they like radical Catholics, like Shiite Catholics? Or, no, they, or um,
0: I don't want to <laughs> choose my words carefully. I think maybe if they're listening, yeah, against them. Um, I think some of them are practicing Catholics. Okay, um, I think some of them. Yeah, they they do attend Mass. <clears throat> So was Lent
1: something they did?
0: Not that I know of. Okay. Because it's a big deal. It is. And I think it's a pretty cool deal, too. So what do you know about Lent? From my understanding of what Lent is, is that you have 40 days of fasting and regret of your sins. Right. But there's also this other way of looking at it where you have 40 days where you are Thinking and uh, leading up. Preparing, yeah. Yeah, preparing to uh, Easter and what right. Christ did on the cross. Right. And so I think, honestly, that that's a better way of looking at it, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean... Well, well, yeah, that's an interesting thing
1: because, you know, I mean, there's always two ways of looking at everything, yeah. right? There's always two sides to every coin.
0: Precisely. And so the,
1: the, the problem is, you know, through time, it kind of become one of those cultural traditions mm-hmm. that... You know, in Lent, you could for forty days get your get your act together. <laughs> you know, yeah, and then a lot of people just lived like, you know, yeah. However, the rest of
0: the year, yeah, you know, it's true.
1: But I think that um, that the practice of these things, especially in the times that we live, mm-hmm. in the times of of the modern age, the internet age, the information age. We're becoming more and more isolated. There's, here in Denmark, there's just come out quite a few um, studies mm-hmm. that, that are showing the consequence of the swipe culture Yeah, and that we have a tremendous amount of information in, in our fingertips, yeah. but we're becoming more and more lonely because, like, for a few years ago, they measured, they measured the amount of time that, you, that someone would watch a clip Mm-hmm. Like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Yeah, and it was at fifteen seconds. Today yeah. it's down to seven.
0: So that's not going to catch your they, attention. Yeah, that's they, it, they just going. keep
1: swiping quickly, yeah. quickly, quickly. And 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 the consequent one of the consequences of that, and it's not necessarily everything is bad with it, but one of the bad consequences is, is that people are becoming lonely, especially among ten- teenagers and young adults. Yeah, it's becoming harder and harder for them to come into a a group or into a fellowship.
0: Yeah, that awkward feel. Just- yeah. Intensify Because
1: everybody just kind of swipes everybody. If yeah, you don't, if you yeah, don't yeah, make yeah, that th- instant yeah, connection, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so they do that with, you know, they do that with school. They do that with education. They do that with church. They do that with friends. They do that with everything. And so some of these old traditions are, in fact, not a bad thing. And maybe no. it's time to kind of breathe new life into some of those things because yeah. it's, it's kind of traditions that, we have a very negative view of traditions sometimes, mm-hmm. but another way of looking at traditions are they're kind of like the, the frames around the artwork, yeah. the frames around the paintings that are our, our lives. And then we need those. Well,
0: those you get to see what frames. frames. I mean, it's kind of like understanding what your family culture is. Yeah. Right. Because it's been passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And it's actually fun to look back on and it the, and yeah. see what well, you do. Well, yeah, there's Why that aspect
1: it. to it. Absolutely. And the, the aspect of, you know, taking something and, and applying it to your life and, and getting something positive out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that I will for 40 days, which is significant for 40 days, is, is, is a sign of, of a personal uh, journey. You know, Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Yeah. Israel was in the desert and for 40 those years. he fasted days. <laughs> yeah. Right? So the whole idea of 40 is, is this idea of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a journey, of, mm-hmm. a, of a dedication. And it's a great thing to, to, to do, you know, to, to, to offer yourself, sacrifice yourself, that's repent. I mean, yeah. you know, to turn around, to do something different, and to concentrate on some other things. You know, and maybe, maybe concentrate on, say, I'm going to fast, because fasting is a big part of it. Yeah. And, and fasting, indeed, is something to do with food. But yeah. one of the reasons that it was food, it was because food was so enormously important. To people's life. I mean, subsistence living a thousand years ago was a big deal, right? I mean, people Mm -hmm. didn't have food all the time. So to fast from food
0: was, was was a
1: very serious thing. Yeah. You know, well, I think today I would much rather see someone fast from
0: the internet. Yeah, the 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 different ways of fasting. I mean, the, you know? it really is a it is a beneficial thing for the mind. First yeah. off, I mean, uh, I remember a lady from our church in uh, Florida. Yeah, she was talking about fasting. She fasted uh, TV for a while. Right, and she said because she was alone in the house, she only had her animals, and she said, "Well, I usually just watch TV in the background, and this and that, but." I realize I've got to fast this not just for myself right, but, but for them too. Right. This is and I mean then important. that gives time for prayer. Yeah. It gives time for
1: you know contemplation, meditation, we, thinking about your life. Yeah. You know, to, to and, and that's the whole idea.
0: And also helps you set like the goals that you set in life, especially those who like to do the New Year's resolution. Yeah, right. Kind of helps you push forward the goals that you yeah. want to have. And once, and I, I mean, for me at least, I can say that if I have done something consistently three to five days, it starts becoming a habit mm-hmm. that I can like. It becomes part of my daily routine. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that's. It's a good way to look at it.
1: Well, I think that, you know, uh, I think that that traditions are very important because it's um it's those things that kind of give foundation in life and 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 they traditions have gotten a bad rap mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in the last 20 years. But I remember when when our kids were small, we we listened to a, a psychologist give a lecture about family and how to how to build families. Mm-hmm. And um You know, we were interested because we had small children at the time, you know, how, how do we create something that, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years, we're all going to still like to be together because so many families, they can't stand to be in the same room together. Yeah. You know, they, they, they don't have any contact with each other. Yeah. And we, we just wanted to say, hey, what could we do? And so we went to this lecture, and he was a very—he was an older gentleman, and but a researcher in psychology. But he said that the key or the way to do that is create traditions. Traditions are that are those things that bind you together. Mm-hmm. And so we, in our family, we created the tradition that we would, every Sunday afternoon, drink coffee together.
0: And that is a great, fun tradition. And we do that still this day today. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, it's a great tradition. We all look forward to it. Yeah, you know. And
0: um, it's—I think it's the most for us. Like, I mean, we don't get to see each other. We're busy lives doing what we have to do. We live in different parts of the city, but we get that intimacy with one another. Right, and get to really just let our guard down a little, and be able to just commune with one another. Yeah. In. A special way. And it's
1: that, you know, it yeah, and it's that that cornerstone, it's that fast point of which we all have in our daily routine. So that even though we can't be there, we have still told everyone we can't be there and that we'll be there next time. Right. So it kind of gives that that continued connection. That hey, this is something we're all gonna do. And we have been extremely thankful and grateful that we heard him and that we, we, we started doing some of those things because yeah. I think they make a big, big difference.
0: Well, what was that that old saying that uh, a family that dedicates some time together usually stays Yeah, and, and the old
1: saying was that the family that prays together stays together. Yeah. And yeah, that is a very important part because sometimes we only... Let me say it a different way. I mm-hmm. think personally Yeah. That To define prayer as a ritualized, sanitized prayer Mm -hmm. that you recite from memory, while it can be an important thing, is unfortunate that that's all that people know about prayer. If you say, can you pray, a lot of people will just recite the Lord's Prayer, and the Lord's Prayer is an awesome prayer. Yeah. But if you repeat that just from memory all the time...
0: It loses its you lo- meaning. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because yeah. prayer is communication. Prayer is that which connects us. Yeah. And so we sitting together, drinking a cup of coffee, is prayer. When Jesus speaks to John, the revelator on Patmos, and he says in Revelations 3, he's talking about you know, being available... It's Jesus that says, I stand at the door and I knock. Yeah, And if you open, open. up, yeah. it doesn't say, then I'll explain who I am or how I will. It says, just I will up. come in and eat a meal with you. Yeah, And so I think that that aspect of prayer is really, really important that, yeah, it's maybe we look at it as just drinking a cup of coffee, but it's much more than that. It's prayer yeah. because we are communicating with each other and we're building up relationships with each other. There was
0: a young lady that, um, I saw one day on, uh, it was a real or TikTok, something like that. She was talking about prayer mm. and her comment on the top or, um, uh, caption and said, how people think I pray. And of course, you know, our father in heaven, you know, my father in heaven, God, I love you. Then going through all that. But then she said, then she quickly went to the other side and said, this is how I really pray. Hey, you know, this and this was happening. And yeah. just having, like, as if she was talking to someone physically next to her, like well, a friend. Yeah, and I
1: mean, I think that's an, that's an extremely important
0: angle to, to
1: look at prayer. Because, absolutely, I mean, one of the things that I thought a lot about about prayer is, especially when, when our children began to come, I began to ask myself, okay, we have this idea that God is our Father and that we pray to our Father in Heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I started asking myself, well, how do I want my children to, to talk with me? You know, do oh gracious Joe exactly? Do oh gracious Father, you who who you know is that how (laughs) the place of our origin? (laughs) Is that really how I wanted them to talk with me? And then I began to think, you know, well, how did I talk with my father? You know, and um,
0: Daddy, I just need your ear for a second.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and you know, the best times we ever had together was was just you know, kind of sitting around just being together and talking about whatever. And we had some enormously deep conversations that were almost happenstance, that were almost by accident. Yeah. You know, just because we were spending time together, that we would get into something suddenly and we would have a revelation about something. One of us would, would say something that would spark something in the other, that we would have a deep, meaningful conversation. Conversation about something. And, and I just wanted to have that with my own children and to all of you in, in, in the family. But I also want to have that with my father in heaven. I don't want him to be, and I think that this is a really big thing that religion has a way of separating God from our everyday life, yeah. making him an institution, making him distant, may, making him, you know, the great puppet manipulator in the sky. Yeah.
0: I don't want to the see the Great him that Wizard way. of Oz who's behind the curtain. Yeah,
1: I don't want to see him that way. I no. don't want him in my life that way. You know, one time when I was a teenager, you remember my mom very well, but yeah. she was uh, let's just say she was very radical in her in her beliefs. Mm-hmm. And um, as a as a teenager, being <laughs> the teenager that most teenagers are, I wanted to provoke her as much as I possibly could. Yeah, and I was really good at it. uh, I did the same thing to my mother and still do. (laughs) And so one evening we were busy and everybody was rushing and, you know, she was getting dinner on the table and we sat down and, and she just started eating, you know, and I said, Wait, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You know, oh you that's the great Christian. You forgot to pray, you know. And she didn't even miss a beat. She didn't miss miss a mouthful. She just said, I pray all the time. Yeah. There you go. And if anything, I have never forgot that. Yeah.
0: And, and it's always that little it's like that little speck yeah. that 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 really just um gets to the back of your head. It cuts and just, through. Yeah.
1: But that's what, that's what it says about the Bible, right? Yeah. That it's a two-edged sword, and it cuts through
0: yeah. right to the bone. That's exactly what and, Paul said. I do not cease to pray. Exactly. It's, a conti- and, it's just and, my walk. And it's my it life. it cut
1: right to the chase, and I never forgot it because I thought, yeah, how many people, the only prayer they have is a prayer over food or yeah. a prayer before they go to bed or a prayer... <laughs> You know, that's just so (laughs) sterilized that it doesn't really mean anything.
0: You know, it's funny because when the time that uh, Desi and I got to live with uh, Robert and Merle, um, I remember like he would just reach out. There was just one evening he reached out. We all connected hands. And all he said was, thank you. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And it just kind of, that was that moment. It just struck me. Yeah. That... Just that little thing, you don't have to go, our gracious Heavenly Father, yeah, right. <laughs> the bountiful things that you yeah. have blessed but us with, and make a sermon out of it. Yeah, that's a meaningful Yeah, that's and a meaningful it was just connection. enough.
1: Yeah. And I think that is, is the thing that, that lit should be used for, not so much the concentration on what I'm going to have to give up. Yeah. but concentrating on what I can connect with yeah. and, because and... I'm expecting, right? I mean, <laughs> lit is the expectation yeah. of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Yeah. And so, hey, how can I connect to that Yeah, in a meaningful way? A, a sometimes,
0: way I, I mean, the old, there's that old saying, sometimes... The best way is the easiest way. Yeah. And so I think that when when we, and it's not dumbing down, it's just understanding that God isn't just the spiritual being that created everything. He's also that one that you just I think that, can just talk I think to.
1: It, it's very important because we, we see it in Jesus. I mean, Jesus teaches us to pray, right? Yeah. And he he, recites, he gives us the Lord's Prayer. But it's not like this is the way you're supposed to do it every time because when you watch the life of Jesus. Yeah. You know, it says that he went to the mountain and he prayed all night or uh, on the mountain of... Just of doesn't say how he did Transfiguration. it. Transfiguration. Yeah. He's talking, yeah. right, in the spiritual. And I think that that what we get out of that communication, we get a sense of, well, first of all, you get a voice. And that's enormously important because you're heard. Yeah. Right? And I think, I think that's, that's one what... thing that prayer gives. And loneliness comes from not having a voice. Yeah right and that's why we're, now we're back to the to the to the research that's being done about loneliness especially among younger generations in a swipe culture that everything only lasts for 7 seconds yeah that the loneliness comes because no one's heard there's a lot of noise but no one's heard prayer gives you a voice makes you and allows
0: you to be heard to be heard yeah
1: that in turn allows you to know who you are Mm -hmm. You can never know who you are until you open your mouth, Yeah, until you begin to express yourself. You're never going to know who you are. And it's funny because the world wants to tell us that the way to find out who we are, the way to realize ourselves is to learn about ourselves or to hear somebody's evaluation of us or we take it in to us. But that's not true. What's true is we find out who we are by letting things come out of us. And that's what prayer does. Prayer lets us express, and it gives us an identity. And then out of that identity, prayer gives us courage.
0: There was that song, um, there's a song out there um, where in the middle of it, the guy, the man um, starts talking like as if it's a poem, but he's just releasing out and talking about God. Right. And he said, listen, I use words simply because my mind cannot fathom truly how God is, how wonderful He is. Right. So words is the only way that I can express myself, the goodness of God. And we have to understand sometimes that words are enough to yeah, be able and to I, speak. You know, I
1: think that, that one of the awesome advantages of praying and speaking out loud is the fact that you get to listen to yourself. And I think that's, that's really, really important because, first of all, you can kind of follow your relationship, right? Because the way you're praying to God is probably the way you're treating everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're praying to God, like, okay, God, I need this and this and this and this, and you, if you give me this and this and this and this, then I will do this and this and this, yeah. and I know you'll do it because you love me, and I'm <laughs> wonderful because I'm created like you are, and I'm just the apple of your eye, and you're going to give me whatever yep. I command. And, and, okay. and the
0: fact that, you if, know what, it's the desire of my heart, and that's what you said in yeah, your right. word.
1: <laughs> but if that's my way of praying, then that's probably my way of treating everyone around me. Yeah, And the other end of that is if my prayers are very critical right if i'm very dissatisfied then that's probably the way i'm treating everyone else if my prayers are routine right if i'm using the same expressions and i mean i know we all do and 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 yeah you know most of us all have a word for mother or father and we use that every time that's not what i'm talking about yeah I'm talking about if you're talking about the same thing, if you're, if you're repeating yourself again and again and again, there's again been no growth. No. And so if you're not growing, then you're certainly not interesting to your spouse, to your friends, to your work colleagues. Yeah. So, so prayer can also is, also is an incredible tool and weapon in our lives to, to help us continue to move forward. That if my prayers are stagnant, then I am probably stagnant. And if I'm stagnant, then nobody's going to want to be around me because stagnation stinks. Yeah. And you know, then okay, well maybe that's why I'm experiencing some of the things that I'm experiencing. Maybe I should open up my heart and try to learn something new, try to see things from another point of view, try to learn from something. And that's yeah. that's what you can only get through conversation. Yeah. And and you know, today unfortunately one of the disadvantages of of an internet age is that we get a lot of information in and a lot of it, we can't sort through. We don't know how much is true and how much is not true. Yeah. That's the sad thing. Not being in this position to talk to someone else about it, debate it with someone else about it. I mean, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about religion or finances or politics or whatever. If you don't have somebody that can push back, then you're never going to, you're never going to You're never going to think about something else or even conceive of something else. And I think that's really important.
0: I've seen it a lot on, uh, on social media. Usually people will comment on, and I mean, we've all done it, where you just comment or see what you follow, what you think. Yeah, right. And so usually everybody's like-minded, so you're going to get the likes because right. everyone thinks like you. And
1: the search make sure that you're going to get the things that you've been yeah. taking on. Yeah, and and, and
0: nobody, and if you find <coughs> one that pushes back, yeah, usually you're going to have 3,000 people come back at you and dump on you to shut you yeah. up. Yeah,
1: and, and, and that's not conversation, right? Because no. somebody will dump on somebody on social media and then there's no conversation. There's no backup. There's nothing afterwards. And, mm-hmm. and it's anonymous. And so it's become very brutal. It's yeah. become very hurtful. It's become very destructive.
0: Well, they've taken the voice and they, they've perverted exactly. it in a bad because way.
1: having a voice gives you the opportunity of having way. a conversation. Yeah. And a conversation will move you forward. And that's prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that using something like these traditions inside of the the christian world a tradition of Lent to use this time to maybe rekindle our conversation with each other with god with whoever is is a good way of of of, of doing that and the point about it all is that you can't do something new yeah, without that. letting go of something old yeah right you go out of the old and into the new that's the way it is you have to give up something mm-hmm. and that's fasting yeah. right so if you're going to for example if you're going to say, you know what there's that person I've been meaning to have a cup of coffee with I've been meaning to meet and have have a conversation with
0: yeah.
1: I'm going to fast a day of or an evening of internet or TV or whatever movies or whatever yeah and I'm going to go and have uh, you know talk fellowship with, them. with that person right exactly. Yeah. And that's the point, because mm-hmm. that moves us forward. And that prepares us for the offer of Christ on the cross. It yeah. makes us more open.
0: Yeah, it makes us more receptive to exactly. what he really did. Exactly. And coming down and dying on the cross so that we have a direct way to him.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if it wasn't for prayer, then, then Jesus would have never been able to do what he did. Yeah. Because we, we look about... We look at it in, in the sense of, for example, we look at on the Mount of Transfiguration when he meets Moses and Elijah, and it's all, you know, they're all in, in, in shining clothes and everything's, it's mm. truly a magnificent um, Amazing happening. to see, yeah. I mean, even Peter writes about it in his, in his letters. It's one of the few times that Peter or John ever mention something personal. But he mentions that. So, so we know that it must have been a, a, a tremendous experience. And, and at, the, at the same time, sometimes we lose some of the, the deeper meanings of what was going on because mm-hmm. he's having a conversation. Jesus is having a conversation in a heavenly environment. Then the cloud comes down and God's presence is there. The Shekinah glory is, is encompassing them, and they're having this conversation. They're yeah. praying, right? Right. And so the question then becomes, well, why does Jesus need that? You know, and and we look at, and and God says, Mm -hmm. this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And we tend to to interpret that from the point of view of, oh, he's God's son. That's wonderful. But in fact, God is saying, you know, my plan for him is hard because he is the offering that I promised Abraham. When I told Abraham, you didn't have to sacrifice your son, mm-hmm. that I would sacrifice myself and that I would send the lamb. And that's what John the Baptist says, behold, the lamb mm-hmm. that takes away the sins of the world. And so on the Mount of Transfiguration, God says, this is the one, this is the one yeah. I promised. And Jesus needed the conversation of Moses and Elijah yeah. to keep him lifted up
0: yeah, because, because he was forget. on his way to
1: cross yeah. because he comes immediately after that. On the way down, he's telling Peter, James, and John, I have to go to Jerusalem. I have to be offered on a cross. Yeah. The Son of Man has to be offered up. Yeah. And they don't understand what he's talking about. No. And so, so the point about it is prayer gives you, it gives you the identity. It gives you the expression, but it also gives you courage. Yeah. It gives you courage to fulfill the plan that God has in your life.
0: Well, it also with that with that story about Christ talking with Moses and Elijah, it shows the human side that he was going through, right. you know, that and it teaches me too that you know what? I am human. I'm going to deal with things just as much and I need that encouragement in my life well, just Well, absolutely.
1: As much. And look who she's talking to. Yeah. He's and talking if, and to if Elijah Christ needed Moses. it. Moses. Yeah. I mean have you ever thought or asked yourself the question, "What's Moses doing there?"
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: God said to Moses, "You can't go through the Jordan. You can't go into Israel." Hmm. Well, there he is. <laughs> what, what's going on? Yeah. Right.
0: You won't see. The Elijah. Land. He had
1: to go back over Jordan to get to get raptured. Right. Yeah. Because of all of his doubt and his confusion. I mean. There's some wonderful studies on Elijah from a from a psychological theological point of view. I mean, he was a basket case, right? Yeah. I mean, Elijah is just all over the place, yeah. and he doesn't do what God calls him to do, and he's always frustrated, and, and he's he's hot tempered, and all of these things. But it's his it's his frustration, it's his con, it's his confusion that makes him have to go to the other side of Jordan and give his blessing yeah. to Elisha. Moses doesn't get to come in through the Jordan into the holy land because of his disobedience. Yeah. Right? So Jesus is talking to the two people, only two people that could ever talk to him about confusion and doubt. Yeah. And disobedience. So what do you think they're talking about? Be obedient. Yeah. Don't be disobedient, Jesus. You're the offer. You're the offering. You're the one that God promised Abraham. You're the one to do it. Nobody else could talk to him about that. No. Right? Elijah is, he's there saying, I know there's, d- there's, there's doubt. I know there's frustration. I've been there. Nobody, I'm the poster child for that.
0: Yeah. Right? I've been hot tempered. I've but done hang it. Dig in
1: there. God's got something, right? Yeah. And so then Jesus comes down and he's ready to do what God has created him to do from the beginning of the world yeah. was to bring salvation to us. And I think that's the, it's one of the, the aspects of prayer that we lose. Prayer gives us a voice, prayer gives us identity, and prayers gives us courage. Yeah. And I think that that's what we should use a time of Lent for.
0: Yeah. I think it's it's a very good time to reflect and to push something aside that we're very used to having in our daily lives and be able to reflect on what God and Christ did for Uh us to move forward in our lives. And also, I mean, for me, it's like the idea of being recharged. Like when I go back to the United States— I feel like it's a recharge for me. Right. And so, in this case, when we go to our Father and talking, then we get that recharge. Right. Because then, not only are we releasing our voice, releasing, you're emptying out all the stuff that's on your mind, all that's on your heart. Then Christ comes back and he fills in. Yeah. And then you get the good stuff.
1: And so, use the time to pray to your Father in heaven, but also use the time to pray with someone else. Yeah. Have a conversation.
0: Yeah, it's a a great way of having life. It's a great way to
1: live life. Yeah. And it's traditions that will create a life worth living.
0: Yeah, so put the phones down for just a little while and give somebody a little time to talk. This is Talking with Fred. We are happy that you could have uh, listened to us. Uh, Please let us know what you think. You can email us at... Talking with Fred 777 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram with Talking with Fred at 777. Uh, our TikTok page, the same, Talking with Fred 777. And our YouTube channel um, and Facebook, Talking with Fred. Just remember that name. And we want to hear what you have to say. Join the conversation, pray with us, and let us have a good time together. God bless.